Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, where I'm joined by my wife, Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. In these episodes, Stephanie and I have a conversation about the different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters, because we believe that for those who are awake, we are living in and through the most impactful time in history. Your view of the world is the filter for how you will experience the evolution and changing dynamics of it. Our intention is to provide you with ideas, nutritious food for thought, and some tools that you can use to help you in being your greatest self and living your best life. Listen in. Enjoy. Hey, folks, Patrick France here, and I'm sorry for this brief interruption, but I want to share with you that Stephanie and I, alongside J.G. Francoeur, will be hosting and facilitating a Think Tank Weekend Workshop on March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 2024 in Calgary, Alberta. So now's the time to make your plans to join us. Catch that flight, make those plans. Anyways, this weekend is all about you and creating an aligned life by design. And if you want to know more about what that means, simply text the word THINK to 587-333-8610, and we will send you more details and information about the agenda. That's THINK to 587-333-8610. And we would absolutely love to support you to make 2024 your best year ever. And this weekend's a way for you to tick it off. Hope to see you there. Hey there, and welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, Stephanie. Hey, Han. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited. Uh, I'm sad because, you know, we're in this puppy transition time, and I'm excited because I'm going to Finland, and then I'm sad because I'm leaving you. So, you know, all the feels. (laughs) All the feels. Okay. Well, listen, we've got a great show lined up, as we always do. Got a kind of a cool announcement, too, something we're trying we're determined to engage our audience. So we'll talk about that in just a second. But on this podcast, particularly, I'm excited because there's a phrase I like to use, which is clarity equals velocity. And, you know, when we're looking at moving forward in our life, growing, defining a vision, uh, achieving a vision, whatever that might be, yeah, I often use the phrase that clarity equals velocity. The clearer we are, the quicker or faster we can move forward. And the I guess really the clearer are we in, we are in the decisions that we make. But something that showed up, which is a perfect segue into this particular podcast topic, in order to have velocity, you need alignment. So in other words, for those of you who have any kind of, I guess, mechanical inclination, you know that you know your car needs to have wheel alignment. Well, this isn't a wheel alignment, but in order for your car to really maximize its performance and to, if you are going to drive down the highway at highway speeds, of course you would never speed, but at least highway speeds, you need an alignment. And so I don't know if that's a weak segue, I guess maybe, but the point is, is that clarity equals velocity, but to achieve velocity, you need alignment. And so this conversation today is about alignment and I'm talking about alignment in relationships and partnerships, alignment with your team, alignment. How's that? Well, I also go blade alignment. Okay, but that's for the skaters. I know, but the sk- there's a lot of skaters and hockey players that listen to this podcast, and they all know that if you don't have a good blade alignment and it's aligned to your body type, 
similar to the wheel alignment in a car, then you don't have that commitment to speed that you need because anytime you're not aligned on something, you're wobbling and wibbling all over the place. So alignment does equal velocity. That's a good point. Uh, it actually is a good point. And I think too, is that we can put alignment into the context of a number of things, you know, physical alignment. So if you're an athlete and you're running, if you're not aligned, if your body's out of alignment, that pair of running shoes, for example, if you're a runner, that'll make your body hurt. That'll make things hurt. But we're talking today about alignment in terms of how we are in our careers, with our teams, with our businesses, as couples alignment. I just had a conversation uh, today with a gentleman who is young and enthusiastic and is really driving his business and doing an amazing job, but he's realizing that his wife is not on the same page and they've been together a few years, but they're a young couple and she's starting to get a little bit kind of annoyed with some of the things that he's doing or the time that he's spending on his business, which is to say that they're not really aligned with a number of things. So let's keep going a little bit deeper on this talk and say, okay, well, what do we mean when we say alignment? Alignment, what the heck? That's kind of a high level vague term, but think about the conversations we've had many times on this show, Stephanie, around alignment of values and alignment of expectations, alignment so that you're not operating on unexpressed assumptions. And, you know, those are alignment topics. What do you want to add to that? Well, alignment isn't always about agreement either. Yeah, though, that's a really good point because we can align, but not agree. Yeah. So when you think about it, if we're going to move forward with a powerful relationship with a powerful partner, whether it's a life partner, a spouse, a business partner, somebody that we're doing business with, if there's alignment and you can still honor your values within the relationship and there doesn't have to be an agreement, it's similar to right now I'm finding in the world is that, you know, there's people that are in relationship or spouses that have completely different opinions on, let's say, the political landscape of what's going on, but they can still align on the values that they have raising their family or the uh, align on the values that they have living their life. They don't have to always agree. And I think that's where we get stuck sometimes. So when we talk about alignment, I'm talking about, can I still honor myself? Can I still make sure that I'm living true to my values and then align with the person that I'm potentially arguing with or disagreeing with and still move the goal forward, still move the vision forward, not in 100% agreement, but in alignment with that other person and respecting their values at the same time. Well, I think there's a respect of the values, which, you know, is always an important conversation and to align and to realize or to be clear on that you are aligned with the values or not. The other side of it is, you know, when you put a plan together, it's not uncommon to have a different way of doing something or a different idea of how the plan should go. So somebody could come to the conclusion that goes, okay, I don't agree with this plan. However, you've made a strong case. I align and I will follow the plan. I align with that. So this comes down to alignment comes down to, I think, really clearly communication and our ability to clearly communicate in all aspects of what we're doing. And I, and I say that, let's, let's break it down. So when we talk about business and business goals, business vision, a business model, for example, a real estate deal and how that real estate deal is going to go. What is the intention? What's the exit strategy? Those are all alignment conversations. As couples, this was interesting. So about a year ago, we launched a what we called a think tank program. It was a weekend 
called Think Tank, Real Estate Think Tank, and which then turned in from real estate and went into business and then went into personal and professional development. And that evolved to what we call the incubator program. Now, we are actually going to launch another think tank, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But what came out of Incubator, which was really almost, well, we'll call it a 10-month program that we had with our clients and coaching clients and just amazing people. It was really fun. But when we debriefed at the end of the session, you know, one of the things that came up was, you know, what do we do next? Like, how do we want to move forward? And one of the conversations came is, man, you know, it'd be really great to be inclusive and put something together for our significant other, our spouses, so that they could participate. And, you know, that really then sparked a whole new idea is why don't we have a, another think tank, which we are March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd in Calgary, and it's going to be an epic weekend. And the context of this weekend is alignment. So it's about exactly the conversation that we're talking about, where we'll go into a lot of depth. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you can come into Calgary and attend it. And just because we're embracing technology, if you're interested in hearing more about the Think Tank in Calgary, March 1st, 2nd, 3rd, you can text us. How's that? Text us. That's at, cool. I know. Technology. Text the word THINK to 587-333-8610. That's 587-333-8610. Text the word THINK. I'll say the number again, 587-333-8610. Just text the word THINK, and then you will get more information on Think Tank in Calgary. Myself, Stephanie, J.G. Fragcourt, Bonnie Canessa will be facilitating, hosting that particular weekend. And as we get through this whole conversation of alignment, you'll hear a lot more about just what the weekend's going to be about. But that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about alignment. Think Tank is just a thing we're doing in March, and uh, we'd love for you to attend, but you can text us the word think and then get more information. Okay, let's carry on talking about alignment. So we talk about alignment in different areas of our life. And, you know, you look at all seven areas of your life and you can say, well, where am I in alignment? Where am I out of alignment? We can look at the relationships, the partnerships, the significant other, and we can say, where do I feel out of alignment with that other person? Do you want to expand on that a little bit? What's your thought? Well, generally where we feel out of alignment is when we're angry or frustrated or we're not getting our needs met. Mm. And one of the questions I ask my clients when they get to that state is, what do you need that you're not getting? And many times it's an unmet expectation. And then that leads to frustration. And then I break down frustration. Frustration is not a feeling. Mm. Frustration is unmet expectations. It's a block. It's a charge in our body that we think is an emotion. And if we can just move through the unmet expectation and learn to express it, we'll see that it's an unexpressed assumption at the same time. So that's what gets in the way of alignment. That's what gets in a, a way with, in the way of coming to a sense of agreement. You know, a lot of times I can align with you on certain things without agreeing and still honoring my values and still seeing, you know, I'm not compromising. And that's the other thing when we're talking about alignment, we're not talking about compromising. We're talking about one of us getting our needs met, each one being able to be fully expressed, and then having the emotional maturity and the ability to regulate, and that's a, a, a term that maybe we can bring up in the, in the think tank, is the, the ability to co-regulate with our partner, our spouse, 
somebody that we're doing business with so that we're moving towards the outcome together with velocity, making sure that both of us are getting our needs met. And I think that's where we have to dig into a little bit around the conversation around alignment is that it's not always about agreement, but it's never about compromise. Okay, so I want you to unpack your language and the regulate. You know, what do you mean when you say regulate? What I mean when I say regulate is that it, in a sense, it's a it's kind of a, a psychology word that is used many times when we're in partnership and when we are not responsible many times for our emotional reactions. Mm-hmm. Do we have the ability, the emotional and intellectual maturity to regulate our responses? Growing up, you know, do we have that ability to say, okay, I see where I'm getting out of control with my response right now and I've I've redlined or I've gone across the line. Can I regulate myself back to neutral? How do I do that mentally, emotionally? Can I actually engage in a conversation that I don't agree with without seeing red? So regulation is an emotional, an intellectual, and a physical way of being so that you can be in a conversation that you're not comfortable with. It's a high-level conversation, but it's really important. I really like that conversation. And I think there's a, another side to this, which when we talk about regulate, so I get what you're talking about now. And you think about, you know, the first thing that comes to mind in terms of regulate is, you know, anger management, you know, like don't fly off the handle, don't overreact to something. But the opposite of that could be true as well, is that, you know, people will sometimes over respond in terms of it will show up as a drama. They'll be reactive. It'll be emotional. It'll be, oh my gosh. And it'll be, kind of dramatic and that can be regulated as well. So, but okay. And I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too deep. I think it's a good point, but where in the world of alignment does that live? Like, where do we want to place that? Well, I think in in the world of alignment, when we are in a high level conversation where people are coming to an agreement or they want to make a decision or they want to change habits, That's the other thing is that you want to change habits or you want to bring a conversation forward. Mel Robbins, I think it is, has the five second rule when you count to five or count backwards from five before you actually speak what it is that you're wanting to say. That's a a regulation skill and a talent. Mm -hmm. As we bring it forward in terms of alignment, there's times when you take a pause or there's sometimes when I want to sleep on something or don't press send on an email before you regulate or before you sleep on it. It's just a different term to make sure that you're taking responsibility for the outcome that you say you want. If you're going to be triggered or activated by the emotion in the moment, then that's not regulating. That's not co-regulating. That's not self-regulating. In order to align without agreeing, we have to have the skill called regulation. Okay. So I will unpack this one layer deeper. I just you know, we went down this path. So I think there's a really good point that you made around the regulation that I don't want to step over, which, you know, in order to do that, first and foremost, you have to have self-awareness. And if you get nothing from this podcast, just always go back to one fundamental thing that we are only having these conversations and trying to speak to individuals who are committed to being self-aware, to understanding how they are emotionally and mentally and physically in all aspects of their life. And in order to regulate, you have to be very self-aware because here's what the victim mentality does. He pissed me off. I couldn't help it. How, what else, how else should I react? 
He was an asshole. Of course I got angry. Of course, he pushed my buttons in the meeting. He, he embarrassed me. How else should I react? You know, they become the victim as opposed to being self-regulating. Now, I think that's an important point. So I just want to shine a light on it. And, you know, because you're working with athletes and we've all had this kind of, well, I shouldn't say we all, you and I have had this background with coaches, for example, you know, it's the classic case of a coach who's self-aware, who's mindful, walks into a dressing room and kicks the garbage can. You know, it's a classic, we've seen it in movies, but coaches who are intentional, they do that purposely because they want the players to listen up, to know that they got to pay attention. That's self-regulated to the extreme and, okay, I'm going to be pissed off. Even if he's not, it's how do you get the attention? So I don't know if that's a perfect example. That's but it's so true. That's so true. Because there's sometimes when they should kick the garbage can and they don't because they control that instead of saying, okay, I need to know and be aware of what the players or the athletes or you know, the, the audience is going to react to in a way that moves them forward to their outcome. And that is from a coach standpoint, from a, a leadership standpoint. And I really want to do a podcast on leadership because there's so many aspects on leadership that I've been digging into recently. So stay tuned for that. But ultimately, when we talk about alignment, regulation, and co-regulation, it's about making sure that we're aligned with it, the outcome that we want to have and make sure that we're all connected to the values that we want to see also at the same time as the outcome. And I think that's the the long way of saying is that do we want to stay in integrity with who we say we are as we move through the difficult conversations? And if we understand that alignment is a, is a, is a virtue in the sense of agreement means that you're going to be right and I'm going to be wrong. If I agree with you and I don't like it, then I've compromised. And that kind of circles back to that whole conversation about compromise. I want to elevate the conversation and say, okay, if I regulate myself and I understand that I'm going to align, I don't need to agree with you, but I see where you're going. And maybe, and here's my question, always my famous question, what if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? So I'm going through something right now with clients that are severely disagreeing with each other. And I'm having to do this in real time. So I know this works. I know this is difficult, but from an emotional maturity standpoint, regulating, co-regulating, and then aligning is much more powerful than trying to get to agreement. Well, I really think it's an important conversation to have. Now, I want to go back to kind of where we teed off into the term regulate. And I think that was an important aspect of it. So when we look at alignment, you know, something that we said, you know, there, that you mentioned, which was around terms like frustration and what is what is frustration so anytime that we feel frustration it's i'm going to say always but i hate to use the word always but it's i think you have to examine the fact that it's likely i'll use the word likely that somebody isn't living into your values or you're not loving living into somebody else's values so in other words if you're feeling frustrated it's because somebody that you're asking of you're asking them of something. You're asking them to agree with something. You're asking them to do something. They're pushing back. They're being a certain way. They're acting a certain way that is really frustrating. And that is almost always a flag to say, they're not living to your values. So you're frustrated by that. That's where frustration 
kind of lives. The other side of that, if somebody looks at you and goes, you're so frustrating, you frustrate the crap out of me. It's because you're not living into their values. And when you start to understand that, if anybody ever says to you, dude, you are so frustrating right now, or dudette, I'll put the female connotation on that. Anyways, the point is, is that you're not living into their values. It's just a, having the understanding or the awareness to say, okay, you know, what, what am I doing? Am I willing to re-examine my values that I'm living right now and align with their values? Is that a, I, I like that. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's exactly right. And not only that, I think when we understand the ability to align without agreeing and we co-regulate with the other person, then we can respect our values. Mm-hmm. And then respecting the values actually decreases the level of frustration because then you can start to see the world through somebody else's eyes. And when we do that and we seek first to understand, then to be understood, we've elevated the conversation. We've elevated the alignment. Think about relationship, um, marriage, uh, partnership. When we seek first to understand what the other person's going through and we don't fight to be right. We've talked about this before on our podcast is that you can be a right fighter or you can fight for what's right. Mm-hmm. And I think that is really where this co-regulation and understanding about alignment comes from. And we talk about partnership. Partnership is not about agreeing. It's not about 50-50. It's about me being 100 and you being 100. And then us working towards our common goal and our common outcome. And I think that's why I think even, well, Think Tank in March is going to be so much fun, whether it's spouses or partners or people that just want to align. Like, I think that's what we get to dig into and really spend some time having that conversation. Well, you know, think about a vision or think about an outcome that everybody's working backwards from. And it could be a vision, right? So, you know, for those who are listening that are leaders on a team, for example, as you sit in maybe a meeting and you've got four or five, 10 people in the room and you're talking about a vision, you're talking about the plan, you're talking about the project, and then, okay, back to unexpressed assumptions or expectations and you put the project up, you whiteboard the project, you do however you do it in terms of your process, your systems. And now you're going to change and you're going to go around and you're going to go, Joe, you do this, Jack, you do that, Shelly, you do this, you know, Jane, you do that. And you go around and you assign, you're the leader on the team, you're the point person, you're the pointy end of the spear that's driving this bus. You go around, you state expectations You don't step over or or make assumptions. You state them. Now, you come back around. Everybody's yes, yes, yes. They're all taking notes. Yeah, it's a great, great meeting. Here's a way to end that meeting. Okay, are we complete? Do we all align? We get a rousing yes all the way around the table. Somebody may say, you know, I'm going to align on this, but I don't agree with how it's going. Like, I don't agree with Shelly doing this and Jack doing that. I think they should reverse that. I think Shelly would be better. Okay, great. Well, let's not, let's finish that conversation. Now, do we align? Okay, yes, I align. I see your perspective now. So that you're not operating on top of something. Clarity equals velocity. And if everybody's on the same page, if everybody's aligned, you then can create the velocity because what kills projects often is hidden agenda, unexpressed assumptions, or uh, unstated expectations. And that will really slow a project down. And when we're in alignment, that will keep things moving forward and keep things flowing. And then you can check in along the way. So I'll stop there. Thoughts on that? 
Yeah, that's just grounded in respect, you know, and maturity, emotional maturity, IQ, AQ, EQ. And when you're building a team, I think about the teams that we built over the years is that how do we really support people in building their EQ on top of their IQ, their emotional quotient, their adversity quotient? Because when we're asking people to align and they're going to step outside their ego, of course, because it's not their amigo many times, is how do they step outside their ego? ego and say, okay, you know what? Maybe my opinion is 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 true for me, but I'm going to align with this situation and then I'm going to step back without judgment and without being a dick about it, move forward in the alignment. Because there's also times in that movement, if we're not aligned, if we're aligning, but we're also going to maybe sabotage, that's not cool either. So this is a commitment that we're asking, you know, in my, in, in our teams, is that yes, we're going to align and I'm just going through it right now with an ice dance team that had a very opposite decision that they had to make. One was an all-in yes, a hell yes. One was an all-in no and a hell no in a decision they had to make and they had to align. Mm. They had to align on something that one person really felt lost and there was a lot of grieving and there was a lot of anger. And what happened was as they're moving through it, and I'm gently trying to include the alignment conversation versus agreement is how do you still both get your needs met as you move through that? And that's to me, what's really cool about this conversation. And that's where I think we can move together and create unity and community um, with this conversation versus right versus wrong. I love, you know, I think that you make a really good point is how can they get their needs met? And that's a critical point to all of this, right? I love that you agree with me on that. <laughs> okay. So what I like about this, and I really agree with what you just said, is that how do we get our needs met? How does the other person get needs met? And that then becomes a discussion. Now, through all of this, you know, somebody may be listening and going, oh my gosh, this seems like a lot of work or, you know, just suck it up or whatever the conversation may be. We talk a lot about culture and environment. And when we talk about culture and creating a great culture with your team, these are the kinds of conversations that you have to have. Now, it's not like you have them every time. It's not like it's deep, but you have to have these conversations in order to create a culture of communication, of alignment, and of creating and having velocity in the work that you're doing. Now, the other side of that is with your significant other. When you have a couple that work together, let's use us as an example. We often don't agree, but we really work hard to align. And I don't want to say often we don't agree, but we don't always agree. Let's put it that way. But we always work to align. Is I think that's the truth for us, isn't it? What's your thoughts? I think so, but mostly I'm right. So that's awkward. <laughs> that's so true. It's awkward all- for you. And I appreciate that you have your opinion. I just think it's so cute. No, it's true. I think when we respect each other and understand that we're coming from different perspectives, even 30 years in, is that if we don't agree on something and we align, sometimes when you make a decision and I don't agree with, sometimes I have to really work hard to not make you wrong or not, you know, make it like ricochet or rebound or boomerang. And because that's my immaturity is, is that if I don't agree and I, I, I align, but I don't fully align, I think that's something else we need to bring up is that that's the compromise I was talking about earlier. So when we talk about aligning, 
there is a place of humility that has to come in and a place of respect. And knowing that if this person has a really strong stand, let's say you have a strong stand about something and you are committed to it and I don't agree, my ability to be mature and understand and look outside myself and not be angry needs to be also inserted in the fact that I'm not going to ricochet and um, what's it called? Uh, what do couples used to do back in the day? Keep score. Keep score. Like, we don't do that. No. We don't do that. Even if I disagree, I will align with you. And my I, my work then is to make sure that I don't make you wrong or I don't make myself wrong. And I think that's what we can't step over when it comes to this is because the fights that can happen if you are in an alignment situation when you disagree on something has to come down to the level of respect you have for each other, the, the level of love you have for each other, and the ability to see that each person is committed to the outcome and an understanding that there's no person in this conversation, whether it's a spouse a business partner or whatever that wants to sabotage this relationship. So that is to me the space that gets created around alignment and create around that there's no compromise. I still get my needs met. I still get to say what I need to say. I still even get to pout if that's what happens. But I yeah, you, you pout, you pout, I don't. I, don't. I yeah, I don't you don't pout. I pout. <laughs> I pout mostly. So pout. Okay. So when we look at all of this, you know, part of this that we have to have is the base foundation. You know, we talked about it briefly. You have to have self-awareness first and foremost. You need to be aware of what's going on, not only with you, but with those around you. You have to be able to examine it and look at it. And certainly you have to have these kind of conversations with, in a couple scenario, with your, with your significant other. So that you are having alignment conversations. And that means you have to choose not to ignore things that you might normally ignore. And I think that's a lot I see happen when I'm talking, you know, especially I notice with, uh, you know, some of the clients we've worked with is what isn't being talked about, what isn't being said. And of course, I guess that's one way of ignoring alignment, pretending you don't need it and just choosing to work under, have secrets or work under the surface or, you know, just be angry about it and not say anything and let it build up over 20 years and then leave, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, 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 I'm going off on a tangent there. Well, I will say that you, you buy a Corvette and have an affair. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, it's an important conversation to have, but so first off is a self-awareness. The other side of it is, is do you understand what your values are? Do you understand what you need to do to have a conversation about what the other person's values are? And what happens if you've been in a relationship for a number of years? Here's a question for you. You've been in a relationship a number of years and you discover because you have this growth, you have these realizations about where you're maybe lacking joy, whether you're, and you're out of alignment or you're out of feeling even out of integrity. It could be that extreme where you start to realize that you and your significant other aren't aligned in some of your values. Now, what do you do? What do you do when somebody isn't aligned? You're not aligned on, on some of your values. What do you do in that case? What's your oh thoughts? my gosh, that is such a big question. Okay, is that too big a question? It is, I don't know if it's too big a question. And I think that's what I'm hearing in some of the feedback from the people that reach out to me on the podcast is sometimes we don't kind of go there. Mm -hmm. And some of 
the people that listen and reach out to me are saying, I need you guys to go there. What um, I think there's a the moment. What? Da, 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 slow down, cowboy. Let me finish. You're fine. Is that when and if there's a misalignment in values and it's bringing up an integrity issue for yourself, can you gently take a stand and can you be willing to say, okay, this is my deal breaker. This is a, this is a cross, you know, I'm not willing to bear. This is a, or what's the line? A hill I'm going to die on. Like you and I've never, well, one time we got to that and I think it was really like a, <laughs> a coming to Jesus moment, so to speak. But I think there's times in relationships where you really have to take a stand for, for who you are and the other person will see that and decide, is it worthwhile to stick in the direction that I'm going with where I'm going or am I going to put this person first? Am I putting this decision ahead of what's important to me? So that's where I think many people don't get to. And that's what ends up in divorce. It can end up in separation. It can end up in severe dramas without knowing that where am I responsible for putting that person in a situation where they're forced to say something like that? And I think that's what I love about our work and I love about what you and I have been able to do together is that we don't always agree and we certainly don't always align. But the respect I have for you and the journey that we've been on together is more important than me being right. And maybe that's an inspiration for some, but truthfully, we have been through hell and back with a couple of different things that we've been through. And I think that's why we have the credibility in the conversation when it comes to alignment and agreement and powerful relationships and sticking to a vision. Well, I think there's a, you know, a fundamental part of that conversation too, is that, you know, in the context of alignment, you know, you and I share common values, but not all our values align, you know, and having said that we have the space for each other to have our own values and not be thrown off by it and have the respect for it. And we just have the space to do that. And that doesn't, and I, and I think there would be probably depending on what those values might be, but our core values are pretty tight. Uh, the fact that we are really clear on purpose on mission, how we treat people, you know, what it is to us for community. And I mean, we share a lot of common values, but not all of them. And having said that, the ones that we don't share, we have the space and the capacity to be okay with that. And it doesn't bother us. And we just move on because that's what's important for you. It just doesn't happen to be important for me, but we don't need to spend all of our time together and or honor certain values because we just, but we still align. You know, yeah. Like, I think that's really interesting because agreeing is not aligned. Got it. But the other thing is that that's also come, comes back to the level again of self-awareness is that I like myself enough and I, well, respect myself enough to stay true to my values. You respect yourself enough and know yourself. And I think when what, sometimes what happens is we get into relationships or we, you know, I was talking to a client the other day about, you know, they're spending all this time planning their wedding, but have you spent any time planning your marriage? Mm-hmm. Right. So what you and I did, because we were a little bit older when we got married, 
is that I had already decided that I was never going to get married or have kids. And I was like, I'm good with that and whatever. And then you show up. Right. And I had to really relook at my values and look at what was important to me and say, okay, well, am I willing to shift how I believe? And my belief system had to get shattered in order to go, you know, I was that person, I'm never going to get married. And then, oh my God, I'm the first person of all my girlfriends to get married. And I had to stay true to myself and have the the self-confidence and the ability to understand that I deserve to express myself and be wrong and go back on what I said. Because if I would have, you know, stayed true to what I said to my girlfriends all those years, I'd still be single. I need you to like really think about that for a second. If I stayed true to what I'd said all those years and fought for that to be right and didn't allow myself to be wrong or soften or look at something different and align with this person that I'd met or look for approval for my friends or my the people that were in my life, then I would still be single. And that is about self-awareness, self-trust, self-belief, but also the you know, understanding that things change. Okay. That's a big deal, dude. Well, it's a big deal. I get it. So we shift and we change. And again, I want to go back to the fundamental conversation, which is this body of work and these kinds of conversations, you know, when we dig deep and we are in relationship and whether the relationship is with significant other, but we also have to look at relationships that we create in business partnerships and or in how we operate with our team, with our staff, for example, as business owners, you know, how do we create the culture and the environment? And it comes through communication and through clarity and through alignment. And I'm going to leave it on that note because otherwise we're going to be here another 45 minutes. So having said all of that, folks, if you're interested in hearing more or joining us at our think tank, March 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 2024. Look at us, plan ahead. We can all embrace technology and text the word THINK to 587-333-8610. Text the word THINK to 587-333-8610 to learn more about our think tank. But having said that, I hope you got a ton out of this particular podcast. It was a great conversation. I really kind of got dialed in on that one. I think we aligned. I I do too. And you know what? It was still fun. (laughs) Thanks, Stephanie. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.